Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who's Got Next podcast. Riley Shepard, Bryce Wyatt, bringing you another installment of everything happening happening in the world of sports and music. Bryce, all for a week. So, just tell me, tell me some things going on going on in your life from the past couple weeks. Tell me your yeah. craziest story. Craziest story. Well, um. Got into a car accident this week. Um, oh. That was fun. I uh, okay. I was actually so. There's a couple things. I I joined Uber Eats this week. I'm like a driver now, and let me tell you, I'm like rich. Like you can make some good money driving for Uber Eats. Yeah, Maybe I mean, the best I've, thing. I have some friends back home that, that are doing it. Obviously, with everybody out of jobs, like just trying to find creative ways to make money. Oh, it's the best way, and this. Might be an ad for Uber Eats, but definitely, <laughs> definitely like one of the best things I've ever decided to do. It, I, I'm on for like five hours and I made $120, which is pretty crazy to me. That's about $20 an hour. Like, I, I don't know. So it was, I was doing that and, uh, I was on my way to drop off, uh, food to this one guy and, uh, the guy in front of me, the car minivan, like slams on the brake and I like tried to, I slammed on mine too, but my wheels kind of just slid into his car. Um, and like, I have one of those like tags on the front of my car and the two nails that hold that in literally like indented into his bumper. And that's really the only damage. There was really nothing else to my car or his car. My Toyota logo fell off in the front, but I kind of just popped it back in. Nothing really. But then this guy has to get the cops involved. So now I got a ticket. It was a whole thing. I, you know, so that was fun. <laughs> but uh, so, so what you're saying that, is you're not getting a new car. Because for, for those of you that don't know about Bryce Wyatt's car, um, he doesn't have uh, handles on the, um, his passenger door. Or his back seats, if I'm... Yeah, my my car has a really, really hard problem holding on to his handles. Uh, like, I've... Every single handle on that car has, has fallen off one way or the other. And it all... I mean, it was off on my driver door for a period of time. Because you just, like, pull when it's, like... You know, when you unlock the car, but it's not actually unlocked, so you pull at the force that you actually would... That happens all the time, and yeah, it happened to every single door on the car. Fortunately, I've gotten three of those fixed, so right now I only have one more to go, but <laughs> we'll see if those even stay on. Uh, yeah, definitely would have been nice to, to maybe, just get a new car know, out of the whole deal. Total the car, yeah, have it be his fault, not my fault, <laughs> not get a ticket. The whole thing, yeah, would have been better if you know, I got into a car accident, not the other way around. How, but, how much, how much is that, is that ticket looking at? So it's, uh, it's only 166. Oh, I can that. pay, uh, I can pay for it with my Uber money. Works Wait, out great. Every, everything you made that day is just going to your Oh, day. it's gone. It's down the drain. Trust me. Super depressed about that. Are you, but... are you still, are you still doing Uber Eats now? Do you not, have, are you not scared of it? Anymore? No, no, that, that did not deter me. That almost motivated me to do it more. I, I, I like, a, like 
immediately I can't, I came home right after I got in the crap. I dropped off the food. The guy was like messaging me like, Hey man, like, where have you been? Where are you? It says you're just standing still. I was like, sorry, dude, got into a fender bender on my way. 35 minutes later. Your, your food's his, fine though. Don't worry. Yeah. He gets, he gets his cold Thai food that like <laughs> slammed into the front of the dash when I, when I got into the crash. And, you're trying to, and, trying to put it back together. Well, yeah, exactly. And it, I mean, it worked out fine and he actually gave me a pretty sizable tip too, which was kind of surprising, but uh, but I, yeah, I got there, dropped off the food, came back home, told my dad, he was all pissed, not surprised. Uh, and then, uh, about 30 minutes later, went back out for another three hours, made the money that I need for, to pay for the ticket. So it worked out great. Um, you know, keep going on the road. <laughs> right. Shout out, shout out to all the Uber Eats, Grubhub, trying to, what? trying to remember all the DoorDash, door Postmates, right. you, got, you got all of them. Stay shout safe shout out there. to all of them. Please don't get in any car accidents. But, you know, we, we really do really do respect all those drivers because it is it is a hard job, you know, having to deal with people and their food. Those are two things that you don't want to don't want to mess up, especially Real in a heroes. time like this. But yeah. I don't know, any other any other stories from this past week? I don't have anything that interesting. Not really. Honestly, I've still like I don't know about you, but I still don't know the days of the week. Maybe right. that's kind of I feel like people are now getting back to work, but like I I mean other than Uber Eats, I'm I'm not doing anything. So it's like yesterday felt like a Monday, the day before felt like a Sunday. Right. I don't know what today is. Right. <laughs> you usually know. usually I mean we're still a little early, but when, especially when football season starts back up again, you you know when Saturdays are, you know when Sundays are. The best is, days of the week, right? The, and now but, this this is really just I I have no idea what day of the week it is outside of Mondays, of course. But of course, but, but yeah, no, I, I definitely couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you any of the days of the week at right. this point. But hopefully, you know. Once I get back and once everything kind of gets rolling again, I'll uh, I'll get the hang of it. Or I'll probably miss work a couple of days. <laughs> right. Uh, we we've officially like kind of heard heard our schedule for going back to school. So once that once that happens, I'm sure everything will go back to as normal as a time like this can get. Exactly. And you know you want you want to try to stay as safe as possible. And I understand that you know, staying in the house and not knowing what day it is, being quarantined sucks, but you don't want to go out and get in the Corona. So, right. And that's the, that's the most important thing is everybody still, still staying safe. And even though things are getting back to normal, that still doesn't mean to, you know, go to, go to parties every other day. And especially, especially with bars opening back up, like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, trust me. I, I I don't know. I don't know about you, but I'm not gonna be going to many bars for the foreseeable future. It seems right. like a a breeding ground to me. That and gyms. I I don't know. Even I mean, I've been. I I can't lie. I've been going back. The gyms where I where I live are have been open for a couple of weeks now, and I've been going back, and it's just crazy to me how packed 
the first couple of days were. And the gym, I, I won't be naming any names so they don't get in trouble for this, but they don't require anybody to wear masks either, which wow, which is especially but in a place also, like that. But. Working out with a mask on would be almost impossible, right. in my opinion. Yeah, I can barely breathe in that thing without working out. Right. So working out in a mask would be just unbearable. I, you know, as long as I, I don't, I'm not sure if you would say the employees are wearing masks. They but, are. They are. Yeah. See, that, you should be good. You should be okay. Right. Um, but you know, stay safe out there. Right. All right. So. Uh, so this past, well, last night, actually, the Bruce Lee B-Water 30 for 30 aired, which was a very interesting take on his life growing up and his all of a sudden passing at the age of 32. Very interesting and not the typical approach to a 30 for 30 that we're used to. You know, it not, really kind of highlighted his movie career. And it, of course, the Kung Fu and growing up and wanting to open up martial arts studios across the United States. But I kind of just wanted to see your take on this, Bryce, and how it wasn't a typical 30 for 30. No, not at all. And first of all, before we get started with this, I want to truthfully thank ESPN. They have made... Me look forward to something every Sunday night. It seems like we have a new 30 for 30 next Sunday. We're going to have a new 30 for 30. It's, you know, it's pretty awesome. And I, I salute the work of ESPN for getting these out and, you know, having us definitely keeping us entertained. Right. Yeah, for sure. Because in a world without live sports, you, it's good to reminisce. So um, but anyways, yeah, no, the, this specific 30 for 30, very, very different than ones we've seen before. Uh, no face-to-face interviews. It was all, uh, it was all done via like, um, voiceovers and stuff like that. And, and I think that was a, a good way to do it. And, and also it, it didn't focus necessarily on the athletic side of Bruce Lee and, and his Kung Fu and karate and all that stuff, it mainly focused on his movie career, which was super intriguing, very interesting to, uh, to be able to see that. And I, I personally love 30 for thirties for the pure fact of like, it's informative. It, it makes me learn something, learn about something that I honestly had no idea about before watching it. Right. Um, it makes me a lot more informed about Bruce Lee and the whole, community in a sense because honestly i had never i don't know if you can relate to this but i've never seen a bruce lee movie ever you haven't and seen enter the dragon no oh my. i'm telling you i'm out of it man but <laughs> i yeah no i've never seen a bruce lee movie so being able to watch that it intrigues me a lot i think i might look into that for sure but uh i really did like this 30 for 30 it, it touched on some some touchy subjects like a big race issue with Asian Americas like in America at the time and and it covered how you know he wasn't fully accepted in either community uh partly because in Hong Kong he had an American wife and that was not necessarily the best case scenario and then come to America well he's an Asian American 
he's an Asian American in a time where people did not really view Asians that fondly, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, right up, right after World War Two, you know, and there's and obviously in his rise, it was right around the civil rights movement, and and that was the focus was was Africans African Americans at the time, you know they. They brought up Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and yeah. people kind of just forget that there were, there are obviously other minorities in America, and they really mm-hmm. talked about his pay compared to top, top American actors. You know, he he was obviously in the TV series The Green Hornet as the number two, like mm-hmm. kind of sidekick, and they showed his pay stub compared to Van Williams, who's the star of the show. And it was, I think, it was two thousand dollars. Van Williams was getting that episode, and Bruce Lee got five hundred. That was crazy. Yeah, to me. I, 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 yeah, I remember that and thinking, like, are you kidding me? I think, right. I think it was like four hundred dollars right. that that Bruce Lee got compared to two thousand two hundred, which at the time a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it was just a big, big difference in pay grade, and yeah, that says a lot about the times that we were in and it's unfortunate but it's a part of history and it, it made bruce lee's story what it is I think, so i think the most the craziest part of that story well him growing up was he was he was raised in a acting household you know his dad was a huge actor in hong kong at the time but he was he was studying um like uh, kung fu growing up and he was sent to america when he was 18 because the government thought he was involved in gangs and they said if he was if they found anything that he was going to be arrested so his parents sent him to the united states when he was 18 with 100 dollars in his pocket and just had to figure it out yeah and he he did and uh, kudos to him i think that yeah, and I mean, $100 at the time, once again, I mean, it, it went a long way. And I remember him saying he didn't spend a penny of his dad's money right. uh, until he made more money, which I think that's, you know, very interesting. I, I did I did enjoy this 30 for 30. It wasn't like many others uh, in terms of the, the sports aspect of it, but it was very historical. It taught me definitely a lot about things that I didn't know before. Yeah, you know, showed you showed you sides of Bruce Lee that obviously every everybody knows who Bruce Lee is, knew how how great of an actor he was, but not a lot of people know what brought him to that and uh, the uh, like side side blocks that not a lot of people know about. So definitely huge huge respect to Bruce Lee. Very, very unfortunate for his, you know, sudden passing when he was 32, you know, mm-hmm. died, died in his sleep after taking painkillers for a migraine. So it's awful. And really showed you the really showed you the impact that he had in Hong Kong being this phenomenal, phenomenal actor that they had never really seen before. You know, they they said that a million dollars hitting a million dollars in the box, box office at the time was a huge deal. And he was doubling, tripling that for every movie he came out with. Yeah, and even over in Hong Kong, yeah, hitting hitting a million dollars was like 
yeah, you were a, they said you were a superstar if yeah. you hit $2 million. He hit $3 million. Yeah. So he was probably at the time the most popular man in all of Hong Kong. Right. And, uh, you know, that, that's very, very interesting. I really glad to get to see that side of it and, you know, see the perspective of obviously, you know, everyone involved in his life at the time. Right. And going from that to, to talking about the NBA is returning. I think that is the, Thank God. the best statement I've been able to say in a very long time. The, the NBA has approved of a plan to resume the regular season July 31st with an eight-game eight game regular season. Nine teams from the East will be returning, 13 teams out West with eight, eight regular season games and then a potential play-in tournament for the eighth seed of the playoffs. Now, the playoffs would... Final would be final on October 12th, and just three days after that would be the NBA draft on October 15th. Training camps would resume November 10th, and as of right now, the 2021 regular season would res- would start on December 1st. Now, the Players mm-hmm. Union is saying that that's going to be very unlikely, so could we finally see the highly anticipated Christmas NBA season uh, opening night? That'd be awesome. I, I love one of my favorite things about Christmas is NBA on Christmas. I, I love that they it's, have those games every year. Yeah. It's like NFL on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, and I think that, and I know, and I, we talked, we touched on this the last time we talked about the NBA a little bit, but uh, they've always kind of wanted to start the NBA near Christmas time uh, or like right on Christmas day. And so this is definitely an opera. This gives the NBA an opportunity to restructure how the season is going to run going forward into the future. So super interesting. I cannot wait for them to get started. I'm counting down the days. I think we're at like, 50 at this point and you know every day that we get closer i get more and more excited and and i i think the whole play-in tournament for uh for the eighth seed is awesome i think that and and i'm just i'm praying that we get to see zion in the playoffs so i'm really pulling for those pelicans to knock I, off the grizzlies i really i really really believe that the they did go along with the the nine through thirteen out west because of that. You know, the the current standings have have um, nine through thirteen are all separated from from the AC by three and a half to four and a half games. So the eight regular season games, realistically, they're not going to unless the the Grizzlies go two and six or one and seven in these final eight games. Any of those teams realistically don't have a shot, but I just think it's for the potential that the Pelicans could make it into the playoffs and they could have a matchup with the Lakers. 
and kind of yeah. see the the up the next LeBron, which a lot of people I, have been calling Zion. Obviously, totally agree. And in my opinion, maybe one of the most fun and exciting people to watch in the NBA right now. And he's only played for what? 20, 20 games. Yeah. yeah. 15, 20 games, something like that. And that just says a lot about him. And realistically, there's only eight games they have to play eight. You can easily win eight games in a row. I'm not saying it's going to happen. And obviously with the kinks of coming back to basketball and all these teams are not going to be at peak performance. That's just no. a fact, which could work to the Pelicans favor, you know, they could get a Lakers team that doesn't work as well together right away off the bat or, you know, a Mavericks team that same thing there. And, and I think they're only, they're only, I think three games, three and a half games behind the Grizzlies. And then the Portland trailblazers are only like, three games or two and a half games behind the Grizzlies. So it's going to, in the West, it's going to be a really tough race for that eighth seed. Um, You know, I I do like watching John Morant and the Grizzlies, but I will be completely honest. I am so rooting for the Pelicans this, this playoffs. I I would love to see Zion in the playoffs. And they, they were playing, the Pelicans were playing well up until all of this happened. They were playing over 500 basketball with his sense of return of Zion. You know, so I, I do think, and call me out on it if you think this is a ridiculous take, but the, the season is resuming summer league style, which is games all day, ultimately. So awesome. they start, start in the morning and end at night, which is kind of like an AAU tournament. Which players like Zion and John Moran, they're only what two years removed from playing AAU basketball. They in- thrive in that situation. Right. And I think I love that. It's giving us March Madness minus college basketball. And I I think that all day basketball, who can complain about that? Uh I know I know what I'm gonna be doing all day. Exactly. All day, every day, I probably won't get anything done for, from the period of July 31st to October 12th. Nothing is getting done. <laughs> Nothing. So there goes my grades in the fall because the NBA is taking over. Um, and then if you want to head over to the East, they're only bringing back the Wizards, which even then, there's still five and a half games behind the Magic. So in order for them to even get a play-in game, they're going to have to be within, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, within four games of the Magic. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And uh, let's pray for our Orlando Magic that they can pull that out. You know, Obviously, like I said, I think John Wall is going to be back with the Wizards at full health, which could help them. That, um, could, that would, is definitely going to be an interesting interesting thing to see because they don't need John Wall to be the the John Wall he used to be. Mm-hmm. And realistically he's not going to No, not at all. Not going to be anything close, but if he's just a reliable point guard alongside Bradley Beal, that's only going to help Bradley Beal and kind of take a load off of his shoulders because he has been carrying this Wizards team. So I think 
outside of that, what what other what else are you kind of looking forward to for this different playoff format than we're normally used to? Um, I, I like I said before, like I, I'm so looking forward. I really hope that the eight seed thing turns out to be like a situation. Obviously it could on both ends. The Grizzlies and the Magic could just get in real quick, whatever. No big deal. But I'm really hoping that we get an eighth seed play in game because that will just add to the whole excitement of the tournament. Um I do like how they're just keeping the normal playoff, you know, structure with the seven game series. Yeah. They were you know, talking. They were talking about doing one through sixteen for a while. You know, just yeah. combining the east and west. But and and I definitely think that because of the situation they're placed in, that would have maybe been the best situation. But to to keep the integrity of the season, the twenty twenty season, how it was supposed to be played out, I love how they're just keeping it as as normal because realistically i mean teams in the east like there there's not many past even even the magic really have a losing record like it it's not really as competitive as the west but that's a part of the nba and the nba playoffs you i mean the east is not as competitive as the west and it's been that way for a little while um so I definitely, definitely enjoy that they're keeping the structure the same. Uh, I think that's exciting. I, I'm super, super excited. Just I, the sports world as a whole. Think about this. You're going to have college football. You're going to have the NBA. You're going to have the NFL. The, sorry, college football, the NBA playoffs, the NFL, the NHL playoffs. And I think the Masters are going to be sometime in October as well. So this next, like, four or five months of our lives are going to be maybe the best of all. <laughs> you know, we, we've had these three, four months of absolutely nothing, and it's all, it's all getting made up for in these next couple months. You know, like you, like you said, the, the playoffs, I, I think the way that they're doing it now is – a lot of talk has been, oh, if a champion is crowned, there's going to be an asterisk next to it. And it's not going to count as much as a normal NBA championship in the past. But the way that they're doing it is perfect, in my opinion, for you know the, the reliability and the credibility that, that whoever does end up being crowned champion this season there you can't you can't take anything from it yeah no i totally agree because like i said before like it definitely keeps the integrity of the 2020 season the fact that they're keeping everything kind of how they're how it's supposed to be um obviously this isn't how they thought the season was going to turn out none of us did and it's unfortunate but the fact that like i said they're keeping it how it is it it makes the ending of the 2020 season i don't think there was, there's going to be as much of an asterisk. And, and we've been talking about that, and the whole world has been talking about that, is, is the 2020 champion even going to really be considered an NBA champion? And I definitely think they are. Like, like we said before, if, 
if the Lakers win, they're going to, or if LeBron wins with the Lakers, that's going to be his fourth championship. No one's going to forget about that. And it's, it's a very unique season. So people aren't going to forget about this 2020 season for a very long time to come. Probably, probably one of the most interesting seasons going up to a pandemic. You know, there were so many, so many different storylines, you know, can LeBron win a championship with LA? Can Kawhi win a championship with his third team? It's, and you know, the, even, even the stories out, out east, you know, can, can Giannis bring the Bucks to the finals and potentially win one? Can the, can the Raptors, you know, bounce, bounce back after losing Kawhi Leonard? You know? Yeah. And and that that's going to be very interesting to see, honestly, because that Raptors team is very competitive even without Kawhi, which is mind blowing to me. I mean, they're three games above the Celtics for second second place, and that's crazy. If you would have said that this time last year, uh, when we knew that you know Kawhi was going to the Clippers, I would have no. The Raptors might not have even been in the playoffs. But they they pulled it together, and kudos to them. Yeah, and I think a lot a lot of credit has to go to obviously Nick Nurse and and even guys like Fred Fred Van Vliet. Oh, Fred Van Vliet! God, he's the goat. I love Fred Van Vliet. Like right. he, uh, I always he was kind of a meme to me in the last year's playoffs. It was like God, Van Vliet, here he goes again. Like where the fuck did he come from? But now he's really proving himself to be not just a role player, but kind of a star on that Raptors team. No, you're not. You're you're not wrong whatsoever about that. You know they. He, I think what he's averaging close to close to twenty points per game, and even Pascal Siakam, you know, going that kid. That kid is is going to be a superstar. He he won Most Improved last season, and is in the running for again this season. And that I don't I don't think I've seen somebody do that back back to back truly. Yeah. And do it improve that much from one season to the next after winning winning the most improved player award the season before. Speaking about that the NBA awards were were released in a sense that NBA coaches were were asked who should win the awards in their opinion. And and Giannis won MVP with 76 yeah. first place votes. 76% of first place votes, which I'm not surprised about whatsoever. I I really think this a lot of people are rooting for James Harden. But Giannis clearly, clearly is the MVP I agree. in my opinion. You know, bringing the Bucks to a a fifty three and twelve record, oh, six and a half games, six and a half games from second second in the East, and LeBron LeBron did receive some some votes for that. Actually, he received the you other know, and I, I want to speak on that a little bit. I definitely think LeBron deserves a little more credit than. He's been getting, and I'm not saying people haven't been giving him credit, but in terms of the MVP uh, 
MVP race, uh, I, I think LeBron has done an incredible job with the Lakers and going playing point guard for the first season in his career, leading the league in assists. I think that says a lot about him as not just an NBA player, but an athlete. Um, and I think that, you know, he, he definitely deserves, I, I honestly would have been torn between him and Giannis for the MVP. Yeah. I mean, this is the, this is the first season in his career that he's averaged a double, double in any any sense. He's old. And, and that, that says a lot about him. And, and, I think he definitely deserves some more talk for the MVP, MVP race. And I've been, people were saying this earlier in the year and obviously, yes, I think Giannis deserves it. And he had the best overall season in the NBA, but in terms of what LeBron has done with that team and what LeBron has done, like personally, yeah. First time averaging a double, double leads the league and assists for first time. Like he pretty much changed his game to adapt to the players around him. And that, that says a lot. Yeah. And, and a lot of that, I, I feel like a lot of that has to do with, he was, he was injured last season. He did have the groin injury that kept him out for 27 games, somewhere around there. And last season, obviously the Lakers didn't make the playoffs, but that meant that he got, so much more time yep. to recover, which was the first time that he had that much time in eight seasons after making the finals mm-hmm. for eight straight seasons. And after that injury, a lot of people were saying that he was washed and we had seen the last of LeBron. Just just proved just proved all of them just proved yeah. all of them wrong. After this, this I, season. I agree. I think that LeBron is here to stay. And I as old as he is getting, he seems to be getting not necessarily better with age, but different with age. And different can be better in certain situations. I, and I, I think agree. in this specific situation, different for this team is better for this team. So, you know, obviously I think him, the combination of him and Anthony Davis, realistically, that's the only two big stars on this team. Yes, you have Dwight Howard, who's a little washed up. You have a young Kyle Kuzma. Uh, you know, you have a little bit of an older Rajon Rondo. Alex Caruso or Caruso is starting to like show up. I was, I was about to say you you bring up you bring up stars and you don't. No, bring I'm up not. Alex I'm not necessarily Caruso. saying. Obviously, Alex Caruso. He's he puts on a show there in L.A. But realistically, you know he. I think this team LeBron has is not one of the best teams we've seen him with. Obviously, he has Anthony Davis, but he's doing a lot with it, and I, I commend him for that. And it's not even it's not even the assists that really stick out to me. Talking about that, it's like you like you were saying he's adapting with age, and this is this is the first well this season he. He averaged the most the most threes per game in his career. He aver- he averaged two point two threes per game, shooting 35 percent from beyond the arc, and that really just shows that he's he doesn't need to rely on his athleticism as much as he has in the past. You know, not being as much as a slasher, 
as he once was, which I'm sure a lot has to do with losing a lot of that with age. Obviously, he's not the same player as he was when he was 20, in his 20s, 20, 25. So, you know, this this Lakers team, he does have a star in Anthony Davis, one of the, if not the best big man no, in the league. No, oh, totally. Probably the best big man in the league. And I think the key, obviously, we've been talking about LeBron a lot. Yes, he can take them to a finals regardless, but... I think the key to this Lakers team going far is if Anthony Davis shows up every game, like really shows up. And I think if both of them can can do that, then they can go all the way. One, 100, 100%. And a lot – another another person that – a lot of people are expecting to show up is yeah, he, yeah, he he dominated in the regular season and and a lot of people and a lot of people are expecting the bucks to make it out of the east and compete if not win a championship another another award that was crowned and these i know i said head coaches but these were crowned by um ESPN interviewed their forecast panel of experts for their picks and predictions. Excuse me. Rookie of the year, almost unanimously, yeah. was John Morant with 97 first place votes. Not surprising at all. I know a lot of people wanted wanted Zion, who did finish in second. He, he had 83 points, and John Morant finished with 166. How many games do you think Zion would have had I, to play for him to be in the discussion think it, for Rookie of the Year? Because yes, he did play I, I 23. Think, I definitely think John Morant should have won this. Zion, in his short period of time, the fact that he garnered like got that many votes is incredible. And it just proves how dominant he's going to be going forward. But I think Zion would have only had to miss 10 or 15 games in order to win this award in terms of he would, I think he would have had to play the majority of the season to win the uh, rookie of the year. I think that that, that award specifically it's of the year, not of 20 games of the year. And John Morant overall played the best year by a rookie. So I, I think that he deserved it very well. Well-deserved, good choice by the voters. I think Zion easily could win awards going forward into next year if he stays healthy. And that's the big question with Zion. Will he stay healthy? His size tends like he will tend to be more injury-prone, unfortunately, just throughout his career. And, uh, you know, he's going to have to change the style of play pretty regularly in order not to get injured like he had been in the past. He's just huge. He's a beast. And that's why he's so dominant on the court. Right. But that's not going to last for 15, 20 years like LeBron. So. Right. And that's what a lot of the comparisons have been is he's the next LeBron. And like you said, the, Zion is going to have to adapt his game just like LeBron did. You know, he didn't come into the LeBron didn't come into the league being able to 
shoot the three very consistently or get yeah. his teammates and as I, involved as, I think as regularly. Of all major sports leagues, the NBA, even though they, they have the G League, they have whatever, all that, it's a, it's a very developmental league. You can go in because you only need one mm. year in college. All these big stars only have one year in college. One year in college, and then they come to the NBA. The way they start playing in the NBA on day one is not the same way that they're going to be playing at the last day of their NBA career. Nope. And that, that is what makes, I think, the NBA so great, is you get to see these young stars rise like up to the, to the occasion. Like, you know, we don't know what the future holds for Zion, who, if he's going to be with the Pelicans for even three more years. Like, who knows? And so in order for him to be – to have the longevity of LeBron, the, the dominance of LeBron, he's going to need to eventually change his style of play. He can't be as powerful, I guess you could say, as he is now when he gets older. Like, it just isn't going to work. He's going to – He's going to break every just, leg. Like you it, just th- it just it won't work. You, you just think about guys like Brandon Ingram and those most improved guys. You know, Brandon Ingram potentially had the greatest improvement from one season to the next that oh, for sure. I've ever seen. You know, he, he, his shooting numbers went up substantially. His just overall confidence in his game you could tell from his seasons in LA to now you know he he went from 18 to 24 points per game his in 2018-2019 he was not even averaging one three one made three a game and shooting 33 percent this season he was averaging nearly two and a Mm -hmm. half threes per game and shooting nearly 39 percent from beyond yeah just and a lot of that, you know, has to do with situations and and what team you're playing for. You know, <clears throat> playing behind playing by behind LeBron for somebody who's drafting number two overall. That's not an easy thing, you know. Just think about Lonzo, you know, he, and all these guys. You know, they they. It all depends on what what. Who you're playing behind, who your coach is, and the NBA is one is like you said, one of the few leagues, if not the only league that that has a lot to do with how well a player plays. You know, and for the NFL, for example, a pocket passer, a pocket passing quarterback, isn't going to yeah, just no, develop into a dual threat one season to the next. I mean, and this and, goes with any sport; you have to put in the work. Like, I'm sure Brandon Ingram did not just sit around all offseason and do the same stuff he was doing before to get where he is now. That's just not how it works. You have to go into the gym and put in hours and hours and hours and hours of just shots and workouts. And that's what you got to do in order to improve your game like that. And I think, like I said, the NBA as a league compared to any others is like so developmental. You, players change how they play all the time. Now big men have to shoot threes or they're not going to be dominant big men. Like back in the day with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I don't know if he ever shot a three in his life. And But now you see like Anthony Davis shoots some threes. Zion even gets some threes up. And obviously the big guys, it's harder for them to do that type of stuff. But 
like the game changes and you have to change with the game as time goes on. You can't just keep doing what you're doing. So it's going to be speak, speaking of speaking of that, you know, talking about big talking about big men. The one other one other word that I wanted to talk about that was was uh, crowned in a sense was the mm-hmm. most approved player award. Who was who Bam Bam Adebayo did receive the most for first place votes by the panel of experts. Who is that? That's one player that is is a perfect example of a oh, modern totally. big man. You know, being able to being able to post or pass out of the post. Get your get your teammates involved, along with being a a good interior and perimeter defender, being able to guard yeah, out on the. And I, I definitely agree. I think that, yeah, like I said, you you have to adapt. You have to play how the game's playing, and you can't just do the same stuff you're doing. But you know, it it will be right. very interesting to see. I am super super excited about this NBA starting. Can't wait literally have the days counting down and uh, just excited to see the champion, you know, who, who is your, who is your way too early prediction? Way too early prediction. You know, I, I would, I really don't have a good feeling about Giannis in the box. I love Giannis. He's great, but I want to go, I'm going to go with Kawhi and the Clippers. That might be a hot oh, take, but let me okay. tell you, I, I love like Kawhi, probably one of my favorite players in the NBA to date, and I think their team is not talked about nearly as much. I mean, we were proven that. Like I, I, I haven't mentioned the Clippers all day, but I think that the combination of him and Paul George and the Kawhi in the playoffs is so clutch. And then if if you also look at the regular season, the Clippers beat the Lakers every time they played. So if you get both these teams at the highest level in the playoffs, I, I think the Clippers have, have a really, really good chance to come out of the West. And then whoever it is from the East, I think they have a really good percentage of beating them there. So I'm going with the Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi two years Ooh. in a row. Ooh, we, might, we, might have to, we might have to have a little, a little bet going on. As my, I, I really just don't see how a duo of – LeBron and Anthony Davis gets beat in a seven game series, especially, I mean, LeBron before, even before the NBA did confirm that they were returning, LeBron was having, was holding secret oh, yeah. workouts with his teammates at his home, at his home gym. Listen, and, if it's not the Clippers, it's going to be the I Lakers. Think, I, I will agree with you there. And I, I think that <laughs> these, someone from LA is going to win the championship this year. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. I, I, I agree with you. I think I, I'm very torn between the Lakers and the Clippers. Unfortunately, I don't think the Bucks are going to do it. I think they'll probably be in a finals, be in the finals. Um, I think they'll come out of the East, but I think whoever it is from the West will, uh, will win there in that situation. Yeah. And, and it it's definitely going to be interesting. One one thing that I have been hearing is that because obviously Mm-mm. there are going to be no fans during the during the season or during the 
games being played at the Disney Wide, Wide World of Sports in Orlando. One thing I have been hearing to kind of make it more like a regular game is that they're going to implement NBA 2K NBA 2K20 awesome. sounds into the arena with, with fan noise, you know, cheering, boos. I don't know how they're going to get the the shaking screen when whoever is going to be the <laughs> team shooting free Shake throws. The court. But, but that's besides the point. <laughs> that maybe maybe somebody maybe somebody on the other team is going to just go up behind whoever's shooting free throws and just shake. That'd be interesting. <laughs> behind, but I think that's I think that's pretty cool that they're actually trying. To I agree. Make it as green. And then also, I don't know if you saw this. They're talking. Disney's talking about potentially letting whoever the home team would be ship in their court. So every game they would switch out the courts based on the game. I think that would be awesome. That would be so cool. Um, It it definitely would feel more like the playoffs. I'd much rather see that than the NBA logo. Like it's the G league on the court. Like, I think that would be super cool. Um, I, yeah, I I can't wait to see what it's going to look like. I know Disney does it right every time. That's just a fact. So, you know, We'll we'll be able to, I guess we we just gotta wait fifty days, right? And you know, it, Agreed. it can't it can't come soon enough. You know, I I think they're going to do a great job of actually making it as as realistic and and talking about home court advantage. You know, because that is that is important in the playoffs, very important in the playoffs. So as as much as an advantage as these teams can get. In a t- in a compromised season like this, yeah, I very agree. very important. But you know, we'll just have to wait and see. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, transitioning from that to the music that was released from this past week, not not a lot uh, from as compared to the past couple weeks. But one thing that one song that I really want to point out. If you haven't heard it already, Meek Mill released Other mm. Side of America single. And all I have to say about that is just wow. You know, talking about racial injustices that are going on yeah, you know, very recently. Prevalent. Which we which we won't be going into the political side of that. Um, which is I just want to make that very clear. But that song was just very, very powerful. And really just talks about, you know, him growing up and him growing up in Philly and really what he's had to deal with with that. And just, you know, as himself being a being a black man, just everything he's had to deal with the political side, all the racism. And it really it opens up with with. a sample of Donald Trump's uh, 2016 campaign speech targeted towards African-American communities. Again, won't go into the political side of that, but if you get, if you want to see how Bryce and I feel about those kind of issues, follow us on Instagram. We all, we both post about that kind of stuff pretty frequently on there. This is a sports and music show. So stick to that clear along, along with that, 
I will also want to talk about Sleepy Hollow released released his album Sleepy for President. And most of you probably know him from mm. TikTok. Um, his deep end freestyle is very very popular on the app. He released a little twelve song album with features from Chef G, of course. They always seem to contribute to each other's projects. And it's becoming one of my favorite kind of underrated duos in the music game right now. Along with Fivio Forum, who seems to be appearing everywhere. You know, he featured on in Drake and Lil TJ's recent albums. And appears in one song in Sleepy for in the Sleepy for President album. Along with uh, Jay Critch has one song on there as well. In my opinion, it was a it was a really chill album, and kind of like late night drive kind of vibes. And he also gets very personal with his own issues growing up, dealing with anxiety, growing up kind of in a in a poor neighborhood. So if you're if if you're a fan of people like Marlon Craft, should definitely check it out. Like I said, very very chill album. Late night kind of drives if you're if you're if you're somebody that that enjoys driving driving around late at night just listening to music definitely one of those kind kind of albums. gotta give it a try when I'm but that's all eating. I have for right if you have to if you have to deliver anything to somebody late definitely definitely pop that on the ox right no that's that's all I have for that. Unless you have anything else to add, Brent? No, yeah. Any other? Any other? Any no, anything else really. going on? I'm, uh, like I said before, just excited for the sports world to be back. Like I, that's my final take. Is you know I, I've been very, very lost without any live sports in my life, and <laughs> I've found myself watching the UFC, something that I rarely watch. I paid for a fight the other night because I just I. I Oh yeah, UFC two two fifty yeah, was I, on. I I really really miss live sports. It's maybe the only thing I'm passionate about, and uh, the fact that we have hope that seasons are starting. The NBA, the NFL is planning on starting on time. It's just you know makes me happy. Very very excited for for the future of sports, and it's going to be a world where things might never be the same but we're going to just have to get used to it and hope for the best. Right. We, you know, at a time like this, which, you know, this is what a once in a century kind of mm-hmm. level of pandemic. Once in a lifetime. Yeah. You know, and it, right. And this is, and this, this is something that we all, you know, you being 21, myself being 19, you know, something that, we probably will never have to deal with again, but you know, just just changing our lives to you know, just look at the, <clears throat> just look at look into the positives in something yeah. like this, which at a time like this is all you really can. Yeah, do. I totally agree. There, you know, and and the light at the end of end of the tunnel tunnel has finally come. July thirty first. Can't wait. You know, <laughs> there's not much more I can say on that other than repeating myself a hundred times, just super excited. Uh, just, just really, no, I, I feel the same way. You know, it, 
it's kind of seemed like there's been no hope for things like the NBA, college football. But now now that there actually is, it just exactly. like it can't come soon so, enough. Just can't wait. Super excited. You know, we'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out. Right. Um, so that'll do it for this week's episode. I will not be here for the next two weeks. I'm going on a family vacation to Georgia with my family. So Bryce will be taking over in the next two weeks. A lot of announcements about that will be coming soon. A guest star will be on either next week or the week after. Very excited about that. Very excited about another guest that we will potentially be having when I come back. Very excited for them. Musical artist will not be will not be naming any names until it's confirmed. But just hope you're you all are looking forward to that because I know I am. He might be one of my favorite artists right now. So more announcements about that and who the guests are that Bryce will be having in one of the next two weeks. But until then, I'm Riley Shepard for Bryce Wyatt. Thank you all for listening. And I won't be seeing you, but 